Spirits are gone. Spirits, they vanished. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Call to Personality. I'm your host, Luke Newsender. With me, my co-host, Matthew. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, you know, uh, as as a great prophet once said... Um, you got new feelings at the feeling store. I was going to say, tis the gift to be simple, tis the gift to be free. Well, spirits, they're gone. Spirits, they vanished, really. Yeah, that's, you know, that's actually from Miss, that's from a Mr. Magoo cartoon, if you can believe it. Oh, really? That line. Yeah. I don't even know who Mr. Magoo is. He's like the, he's a funny, um, he's funny blind man. You know, look funny at. blind man? Oh, you gotta know Mr. Magoo if you're a Kino expert, you know. He's 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 a cartoon blind man. He's not Hannibal. Oh, there. him. Okay. He had like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, he had like yeah. a. He had a live-action Disney movie. I think it's on Disney+. Plus. I could be wrong. I don't have Disney+. Plus, but Look up uh, Mr. Magoo, kids at home who don't know who Mr. Magoo is. Is Futurama on Disney+. Plus? No. Uh, I don't think so. Why not? Well, if they put everything uh, right off the bat, <laughs> then what will there be to add? Right. Okay? It's not Netflix where they can just they can pull, go to the vault. Mm-hmm. Call up head of Fox and say, you know, can you dish me the last three seasons of Futurama? Yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's not like that, right? They just own everything, so you got to dole it out. You got to you got to ration it week by week, year by year. So this was another one of your picks this week. It was. This is Matthew Month. What pick was it? Death Race two thousand from nineteen seventy five. Yeah, and it's starring uh, Bill, and it's starring Rocky. Rocky. Those are the two stars. And it's starring a whole bunch of other people you don't know. Yeah, I was watching this, and I was like, was this Sylvester Stallone's first movie? And I look, no, it's not. He did, I think, two or three before that. and then He the... did porn before that. Oh, did he? Yeah, there's like, um, he has a famous porn film. I'm going to have to watch this. <laughs> he has a famous porn film called, I, just, I think it might be just like softcore porn now, but it's like the Italian Stallion, I think it's called. I've heard that before. Yeah. Just like people using it. I've never. That's a Stallone venture. Really? Yeah. Is that how we got to start? Yeah, you know what? I buy it because he's got some porn acting in this movie. It's, it's, it's. <laughs> I gotta say, he's not too good at this one. Well, yeah, the year after he did Rocky, and I, like to be fair, I don't like his acting in that. In either. Rocky, no, Adrian. Like he just comes off like uh, he took a, a few too many punches to the head, and I don't hey, think he uh, was doing that on purpose. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna run up the steps. Huh? It's Philadelphia. Huh? And, like, he just treats kind of women weird in that movie. Adrian! <laughs> the movie's just kind of not that great. Whoa! <laughs> Hot take, number one on uh, Cop, Cult of Personality. But we're talking Death Race today. Basically, you may have heard of the movie Death Race with Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. We were discussing this before the show. They made a remake of the movie, or I guess a reboot, or reimagining, or... You know, whatever buzzword you want to attach to this piece of shit. Uh, not not the 2000, the new one. Um, but this is the original, which is based on a short story. What do you think of this movie? I liked it. I heard about this movie in an Office reference. An Office reference in a deleted scene. Uh, you know the episode where Meredith gets hit by Michael? 
the classic Michael almost kills Meredith episode. Yeah, there's a deleted scene in that episode where, like, I forget what he says, but, like, I hit her and I got 40 points. Oh, yeah. And then there's, like, the little interview with Creed, and he's like, I've been playing this game for years, and Meredith ain't worth no 40 points. <laughs> I like to think Creed is, like, uh, Frankenstein or something. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. He, he, he's on something. Um, I like the movie. I'm going to give a quick plot summary. Yeah, do that. Basically, this movie, I'm, I think it's supposed to be set in the year 2000. They never it said is. that in the movie. They but... ne- they ne- I don't think they explicitly state that it's the year 2000, but they allude to events in 98. Okay? Yeah. So what year can it be? Right. The year 20XX. The year they... 20XX. Um... And basically, they there's this new sport. It's called like the transcontinental. Is it death race or transcontinental something race? I'm gonna look it up here. Obviously, we're experts. We know what we're talking about. Basically, it's the transcontinental road race, which is a horrid name for such an exciting venture. Here. <laughs> um, and what it me- what it is is basically they race across America. These these drivers. And along the way, if they hit people, they get a certain amount of points depending on how old they are. I think elderly people are the most points because obviously they want to wipe them out uh, because they're taking taxpayer monies and they're just big pieces of shit. And I think second was babies and then after that, just whatever else. Women are 10 uh, more points than men. Yeah. Um, and that's basically the gist of it. Our main character is played by, I don't know his name, but he plays Bill in Kill Bill. That's what most people will probably <laughs> David know. David Carradine. Thank you. Um, he plays this character named Frankenstein, who's this government experiment, um, mismatch of body parts to win the race, basically. He's bred to win the race. And he, uh, races against four other... Four other races. Racers. We have... Oh, you want me to list them? Oh, yeah, sure. We have Calamity Jane. So they all have navigators. And yeah. I think the rule here in this film is that if you you have to have sex with your navigator, like you have to have a relationship. Not really. Did they say that? No, but like it seemed like every... every yeah, they're all partners. They're all partners. Yeah. partners. Yeah. Uh, so you have Calamity Jane. She's just a cowgirl. She's got a car called the Bull. Mm-hmm. You have uh, this lady named Matilda. She's just a straight up Nazi. Yeah. Um, but she's also American. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get back to that later because that doesn't make any sense. Okay. Uh, And then we have Nero the hero. He's, you know, he's all uh, Roman and such. Yeah, Roman, yeah. And then, of course, we have Machine Gun Joe Viterbo, played by Sylvester Stallone. And he's basically your, like, Italian-American gangster character. He just pissed all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he's like a, he's a gangster guy, and he's got machine guns on his car. Mm-hmm. Go figure. Mm-hmm. It's not really breaking the mold here. <laughs> and uh, whoever wins the race will get to shake hands with the president, because in this movie they glorify the president of the United States. Um, that's basically the gist of it. Uh, our main character is Bill. I'm just going to call him Bill. I'll call him Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Call Frank. I don't want to say Frankenstein every time. Okay, Frankie. Uh, Frankie's our main character with his uh, new um, navigator because the last ones all died. Um, and that's basically the gist of the movie. I liked it. Um, I was really entertained by it. There are a lot of things that I... I mean, there are a few things that I didn't like. And there are some some things I want to talk about. Uh, if you are fine with it, I'll just start if you want. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so while watching this, I watched this with my girlfriend... And she was, she said, 
I feel like this movie like is saying something, but I'm not sure what. And I was watching it and I watched it with that in mind. And I came to the conclusion that I don't think this movie is really saying anything. Um, so there are a few things. I was thinking about, like, is it Matilda? That was the Nazi chick? Matilda. I was like, okay, are they saying something with, like, this girl and, like, America's fine with Nazism? Like, is that, like, a stance that they're trying to take? And then I was like, I don't think so. They're really just, like, wrestle wrestling characters. Yeah. Um, but I, then I thought, well, they're all, like powerhouses right like you have the roman character the nazi character the italian gangster um and like the cowboy or the cowgirl they're all, but and then i was like are they saying anything with that no not really all right but the only thing this movie is really saying honestly like it seems like a jab at the media if anything yeah um there's this one scene in particular where um, I forget who scores a first kill. It's either Joe or Frankenstein. Um, but then they bring on the, like, wife of whoever was killed on, like, the air. And she's like, for your, like, husband's death, we're giving you a new TV and all this other stuff. And I was like, you know what? That's very, like, that is very much in tune with real life. Like, when there's a new school shooting in America, and they bring on, like, the parents on, and they're like, we have a brand new exclusive scoop with, <laughs> with the... the grieving mother <laughs> of four slain children. Yeah, and, like, that shit's fucked up, and they do that all the time. Um, so maybe they're saying something with that. Um, but other than that, I don't think there actually was a big of a political stance. Like, they're, like, the rebel fighters, and, like, they call them, like, every time the rebel fighters do something, like, the media calls them the French, and that ties into, like, whatever, the never-ending war, like you see in 1984 or whatever. But I don't think this movie had much to say, really. The social satire aspect was, like, the weirdest portion for me, because, well, the film is established to be set in this, like, totalitarian american regime mm -hmm. and the president is just mr president yeah uh after some world crash in 79 maybe it's the same one that happened to mad max i don't know <laughs> but um there's just so many elements of this that there is not really a cohesive message in that regard and that's what kind of bothered me about the movie a little bit you have you have the very obvious idea with the sensationalism of violence mm -hmm. and that's that's the most apparent given that it's you know it's a death race. You can compare it to wrestling mm -hmm. or boxing or however you want to do it. But then there's just other things that like just seem like they're done without much care in regards to the story. Just having this lady be the great granddaughter of Thomas Paine. I understand the sentiment with the mm -hmm. freedom fighting and all that. Um, but that whole plot line doesn't really have any emotional weight. It doesn't yeah. really matter at all. Mm -hmm. The thing with the movie is that it's almost like a movie that is ad is daring you not to take it seriously. Yeah, and like that's what the conclusion I came to is this movie is honestly, in my opinion, just trying to be fun. Yes, and I think and I think that by doing that and by you know not necessarily going head on in like a THX type deal mm -hmm. of the dystopian, it's very much meant to have you reflect on present day and our situation now mm -hmm. um this one is less so that it's it's a very fast-paced film uh no pun intended it's only an hour and 20 minutes uh, yeah an hour and 18 i think 
One weird thing with this film in regards to its pace is that some of the editing in this is like breakneck speed. I don't know if you noticed that. Especially when people are getting hit by the car. Yeah. It's like it's like almost unintelligible like what is happening and that is like understandable to a degree because now you know 2020 you can just cgi guys guts getting blown <laughs> out of but uh, back then you had to do a little bit of visual trickery mm-hmm. so you get you know the quick cuts and oh the guy's on the road now so he just got run over yeah you get that but sometimes there's portion of this film where like a scene will happen and then like the characters barely have a chance to finish the sentence and they move on to the next thing this is especially apparent in the television portions that they show yeah. which of course might be intentional because yeah, i don't know you, it's commentary on quick cuts and fast paced editing or whatever i don't know but um that was odd for me because there's portions of the film where the movie doesn't drag but then there's just more contemplative moments i would just almost wish that this movie was paced more like a movie since 1975 yeah than than what it is because I think like a little bit longer runtime, and I think this is the first time I've complained about a short runtime, <laughs> but a little bit longer runtime would have allowed a little bit more exploration of certain themes. But yeah, and one thing that like they just brushed over was like at the beginning of the movie when they're like starting the race in the background, they have like these sci fi futuristic buildings and stuff. Yeah. And it, then they don't do any other sci fi visuals for like the rest of the movie. That's a well, that's another small thing that bothered me about the film is that this I was watching this movie, I was like, there's the, I, it's not even attempting to make me believe this is a set in anywhere but 1970. Yeah. The movie just looks like a movie set in the 70s. You do have that nice, uh, at the New York Memorial Speedway, they they have like a establishing shot of the crowd in the background. Yeah. It's like this nice hand painted, hand painted, yeah. like futuristic, like something out of Futurama. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. And then they don't do everything that. Then they're just driving on back roads. Yeah, like uh, gravel roads. For the rest of it. Which, once again, I can understand budget constraints and all of that, but I, like, would have appreciated something a little more. At one point, there's a kid hitting a, a wheel, wheel with a yeah. stick. Yeah. Like, if you show that to a kid now, he's going to think, like... 1400s. He's in 1400s. Like, were people really doing that in the 70s? Hitting the stick? Somebody ask your parents, okay? Somebody, somebody ask your parents. I just don't know. Um, but there is stuff to enjoy from this movie. Number one, I think um, I I really like the cars, which yeah. is, which is just a small part of the film, I suppose. But I think the costume work and the set design is actually quite good. Mm-hmm. There's uh, quite a, there's a couple instances in the film where they break for a moment and they'll have dinner somewhere. I'm really happy they have those scenes because if they were just driving the whole movie, it would have sucked. And honestly, for me, th- there are too many driving shots. In this movie. Too many shots of driving? Yeah, just driving. Like, I wonder if you took out all of those shots, like, how much you would have left. A film? Yeah. Given that the film's pretty short, uh, probably probably not a lot. Yeah. Um, but the, they had some really nice sets. I was surprised. Um, for example, the bedroom that uh, Frankenstein and, spoiler, Anna consummate their... Or yeah. Annie consummate their relationship. Yeah. In. It's like this big grand room, and it looks that it's, like it's, it's like somewhat, white and ready. Yeah, yeah, and it looks. And I was like, oh, that was like a nice, somewhat futuristic. Look. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go too far into the future stuff. I think, like at the end of the day, the goal of this film is sort of some quick gags, mm-hmm. especially with the television presenters. 
for example, the main one, I forgot his name, it's like Buddy or something. Yeah. He's just this overzealous guy and he's ecstatically yelling every time someone gets killed yeah. or someone gets blown up or something. Or uh, there's this other news lady on there who every time um, she introduces someone, she says, a dear, uh, a dear friend. A dear friend of mine. Yeah. People she does not know. Especially funny at the end of the film when she says that to like the new navigator and friends <laughs> who she absolutely does not know. And there's good stuff like that. I think a lot of the action sequences are well done. I like like the the driving choreography, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, it's like a pretty exciting and entertaining action film mm -hmm. in that regard. Um, and I also think that it is it does succeed mostly in its comedy. Although I do take issue with some of the performances in this film. Okay. Let's talk specifics about characters. Number one, well, before we get to performances, I want to talk like, about characters. Mm -hmm. Number one, they all kind of suck except for, like, kind of Frankenstein. I like Frankenstein. There's this w really funny gag that they build up at the beginning of the movie where uh, Frankenstein is basically in, like, the gimp outfit from he, Pulp Fiction. He looks like a cross between the gimp from Pulp Fiction and Darth and, Vader. And, and Batman and Darth <laughs> Vader. And he's got, like, a black cape. Yeah. He's, and he's got, like, an actual Darth Vader. The, his Darth Vader's weird dome thing he yeah. has on him. Even though this movie came before, I guess. Yeah, it did. Um, there's this gag that they build up where Frankenstein, like, he, his mouth is, like, always open and he looks really grotesque. And then his left eye is all, like, scarred oh, up. God, yeah. And then, like, at the beginning of the movie, when he gets closer to his new navigator, he's like, do you really want to see my face? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, okay. And then he takes off the mask and then he's perfectly normal underneath. And, like, they do that for the rest of the movie. He puts a mask on and then, like, his eye is all scarred and whatever. And then he takes it off and then he's fine. I think at one point, like... You can see like that scar thing move, so I think it's attached to his mask. Oh, whatever. even if that's it, that's I just think still that's funny. What it, is. it is funny though, um, and there's small comedic moments. Like there's like there's some decent black comedy mm -hmm. in this. Um, I mean, it's as as horrible as it sounds. It's funny to see the elderly people get wheeled out <laughs> of the street, and then they're just waiting, like yeah. they don't know what's gonna happen. They're yeah, like, oh, lovely day. There's one guy sleeping on his cot. Um, I don't know. This movie, like, I did enjoy this movie, but, like, the, I would have done it differently. Mm -hmm. I I wish it were longer. I don't know. It, but if we're going back to the characters, um, they're not that great. You have Matilda, who's this Nazi lady. She's just a Nazi for literally no reason. First of all, she's from, like, Arkansas or something. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I think it's again. I think it's just like that res wrestling mentality. Like, like in what world would like, like you bring out these this Nazi lady? Like, are we supposed to hate this lady? Is that is that no? Because people like love her. Remember the yeah, and then there's movie, people like, in the stand and they're wearing like Nazi flags and Nazi shirts, and I'm like. Like, what's, maybe, what's going on here? Like, like, maybe that is supposed to be social commentary. If it is, it's weak. It's very uh, weak, if um, it is. But, like, it's just... it's just fu I, Maybe it's just supposed to be funny that, like, these characters are so appalling, like, a Nazi. And then people are just like, yeah, Matilda! I guess. And, like, you see, like, Matilda's fans, like, beating up, like, Frankenstein's fans yeah. at one point in the stand stuff. Uh, you all the navigators uh, aside from Joe Viterbo's navigator, they all suck. <laughs> They're all just nobodies. 
uh, Calamity Jane's is just a squeeze. And then he Calam- dies. And then he just gets run over. Uh, Matilda's is just this guy that I think Calamity Jane had sex with at yeah. one point, and yeah. she keeps making jokes about And this yeah. dude looks like Rivers Cuomo from the Okay. <laughs> Um, and then you have Nero. He's in the movie for like two minutes. He's the slip. He's the um, Slipknot of this movie. If we are to compare it to Suicide Squad, where they're just like okay. I was gonna say, he's the red shirt of this movie. He's the red shirt of the movie too. Uh, he's got this lady named Cleopatra with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not wearing a lot of clothes. No, they're like they're all kind of nothing characters except the cars of Joe Viterbo. And Frankenstein. Frankenstein and Annie, they have a developing relationship throughout the film. Mm-hmm. At first, I was a little bit unconvinced because I was like, like, what's the deal with Frankenstein? But when you kind of learn Frankenstein's motivation later, later on in the film and how he came to be, um, it makes more sense. Then, you know, whatever. It's, mm-hmm. it's, an, it's, a, it's an all right romantic subplot. Uh, Stallone in this is Joe Viterbo. He plays this guy. His whole thing is that he's second to Frankenstein all the time. Yeah. And he hates Frankenstein. Like, I like to see Stallone in this movie. And it's funny when he's just yelling and saying, like, oh, I want to kill him. I want to kill him. But he's, his performance is shit. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. His performance does suck. Like, it's just, it's really, well, I mean, it's campy. I guess we can cope and say that. He's got, like, I, I I'll be honest. I haven't seen a lot of Stallone movies. I've seen, like, Expendables. And I saw Rocky a long time ago. This dude has no range whatsoever. No. I think his face is permanently frozen like that. Um, he's whatever. As, he's just the antagonist in this movie. It's just funny. Like, every time there's this running gag of, like, people going up to Joe and being like, oh, I'm such a big fan. Like, you're Frankenstein, right? And then and, he just kills them. Yeah. That's, like, that's a funny running gag. He works as just, like, the guy with the hot temper. Yeah. Um, he just smashes, like, someone's playing a music in a restaurant. He smashes a violin. Yeah. There's a scene where, like, at one of the check stops, they're having, like, a dinner and this guy's just playing the violin and he tells him to like stop playing like three times and the dude keeps going and then eventually just runs up grabs and smashes it like in a rage at one point they make fun of him after frankenstein and him getting a fight and frankenstein yeah. hits his ass and he kills his own pit crew yeah so his whole deal is just that he's a guy with the temper he's fine the actual golden portion of his character is his navigator slash girlfriend <laughs> who is hilarious. She's just kind of there to nag at him yeah. and to like kind of laugh at him. And he's like, and why I oughta? Why I oughta in her? And she's just kind of laughing gleefully. She's great. And you see this character in so many films and I don't know how to describe it. It's like, it's like 30 year old woman who's like the sidekick who does nags. And like, she's kind of there to like, she, I don't like, I'm trying to think, uh, she's, <laughs> Like she reminds me of um whoever that whoever Lex Luthor's side kick lady was in Superman Returns. Okay. I, f- I forgot her name. That's such a deep cut. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what? If I if I think of more examples of this very specific character archetype, I will let the people of Cop know. Well, yeah, that's like another one we can add to the list with the two henchmen. Who... The two to do dumbasses yeah. tripping over themselves. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she's pretty good. She provides, like, all the comedy. It's almost like the director knew that Stallone could not carry a scene mm-hmm. um, and needed somebody else to actually have entertainment value, <laughs> like, derived from a scene. So uh, props to that actress. I, mean, I should probably name her. Um, she did a good job. Mm-hmm. And she's great. Um, Annie is fine. She kind of just... Pl- who is Frankenstein's navigator slash lover. She's, um, she's all right. 
I got nothing to say to her. She play. She's the great granddaughter of Thomasina Payne, so she is in league with the rebellion or the rebels. Um, but over the course of the film, you kind of see her conflict because she starts falling in love with Frankenstein, et cetera, et cetera. I actually thought that aspect was done relatively well mm -hmm. uh, because she's still committed to her goal, but she understands that you know there's more involved than what she initially thought. Here's my issue with the... One issue I have with the movie. Okay. Who the fuck would go outside on this day? Well, yeah, there's a number of technical things that are like... There's like dudes doing... There's like a lady... There's like guys doing construction work. Why the fuck would you be on the street when they're coming your way? Yeah. I guess you could say, well, there's only like five possible routes they could take. So like... In a specific point in America, the odds of them hitting you would be small. But why would you just go outside? Yeah. Like, if outside? if the Super Bowl was going on, and then people said, if you go outside during the Super Bowl, you'll get shot, I'm staying home. And why did those doctors revoke their Hippocratic Oath and just leave elderly people? They explained that they just do that all the time. But yeah. what do they get out of that? Nothing. Like, literally nothing. Also, is that not literal murder? Well, no, because it would be legal for, you know, this day. Yeah, but, like, but even as a doctor, you, your job is to save people. And then, like, today, like, this race is so granny. Like, I'm going to kill these people. Get rid of all the elderly. They're, they're sticking up the work. <laughs> Smell like Tootsie Rolls. And Wait, was it a depression. hospital or was it an elderly home? It was, like, a hospital. Was I it? Okay. Believe. It was, like, okay. a general hospital. But I, yeah, that shit doesn't make sense. Like, a dude's out fishing. This kid's out pushing his wheel. Like hidden his. Like, what is the game? Mommy there? didn't tell you to stay home that I guess, day. I guess not. But um, yeah, that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. The whole like the neo Nazi thing is baffling to me because like he didn't like if it's weird because like there's there's no political there's nothing to say there, but then you just have a person who's a Nazi and like it doesn't make sense to me. No, I think it's just they have like pop culture figures like again like the Roman the yeah. Italian American gangster. I guess. I guess. I guess so. But like. Then you also assume, like, you assume Joe Viterbo is just straight up a gangster who took up racing, right? You assume I, Yeah, I guess so, because Matilda isn't, like, playing a character, because, like, yeah. whenever people aren't around, she's still saying, like, shit about the Aryan race. And... Yeah, so it's like, what, what's going on here? So maybe there's some commentary there. I can't really find it. But, um... Yeah, so that that was strange. I didn't get to talk about David Carradine's performance. What? He's weird in this because he's like he's playing like this weird robot man. Yeah, and he and he comes off as a weird robot man. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I kind of like I kind of like his performance, even though like it I might, do not, too. might not be technically good. Yeah, he doesn't express a huge range of emotions, but he just plays kind of like a. <laughs> he's just supposed to be like the evil. Like, it's just, like, it's pure camp. Like, because his yeah. character is, like, I'm a government-constructed robot. robot man with one goal in mind. Win the race. And, and I wear all black, and he wears an all black cape. And a cape. And like, boots. it's just campy. And then his performance is just, like, when he has a mask on, he's just being pure evil. Like, anytime someone talks to him, he's just like, man, man stay out of my way. Yeah. There's this one line, I forget what the, like, build-up is, but he's like, I'm here to race. You, do you know what I'm talking yes, about? I know what you're talking what about. was the build-up? What did they say? I can't remember specifically, but they, there are some decent one-liners. Yeah. Um, with um, 
with Frankenstein. Yeah. I like when he goes to Joe Viterbo's lady and he's like, just pretend I'm whispering sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have that weird, like, just full frontal nudity for... I like that because it shows that in the future, you just get naked and nobody cares. I don't even know if that, like, if that's what they were saying. Like, they they like, they like obviously did that in Barbarella, for example. Yeah. I don't know if they were really doing it, but maybe they were. They were getting and, naked on TV, so I'm going to assume so. I'm going to assume that if somebody yeah, got naked yeah, in yeah, the yeah. 70s on TV, people would be... I mean, Robert, of, Roger and he, Cisco yeah, would be clenching their pissed. pearls there. They'd yeah. be pissed. They would, they would shut down. They would cancel the network. Yeah. Okay. Um... So that's so that's I and I like the um I I really do like the the break portions of the film the interludes because mm-hmm. uh, one thing it's weird because they're all trying to kill each other but then they just all get massages together yeah. like their buddies well they do that stuff in like Hunger Games for example that's exactly what I thought is when I saw this I was thinking this is just like Hunger Games in yeah a, in a sense where. We it's all a sport even though we're all killing each other yeah and like the overzealous like media newscasters be like oh Katniss killed murdered well she doesn't kill people in the game but you know what I mean like ooh, nice nice throat, throat slash. slash yeah nice ooh nice uh nice decapitation there really got the uh it's vocal cords cut clean yeah they do that stuff in Hunger Games too so yeah makes sense um but one thing that you said you like the sets I think the sets could have been better because like again like they have this sci-fi background and then for the rest of the movie they're just like at a dinner table regular dinner table eating regular food and like people are just playing the violin like there's nothing else they have like cordless microphones i don't know if that was um if that was futuristic but other than that like there was nothing really they the director i don't think wasn't particularly committed to like the science fiction ideal yeah and I'm really making me wondering uh, how much of this is taken from the short story, which is called The Racer. Okay. Um, I'll have to look into that because I want to know what's been adapted and what's not. But, you know, despite all these things, and I, and I might sound like I'm, I dislike the film, I enjoyed the film. Mm-hmm. And the film is enjoyable just from the sense that, in, in a very campy sense, that it's just it's got some decent ultraviolence. Yeah. Uh, Violent sex, one-liners. It's got some sex in it. Yeah. Uh, it's got some funny quips. There are small, there are small aspects of the film that you know are just like enjoyable, like Calamity Jane and Matilda hate each other for whatever reason, yeah. and they're like coming to blows whenever they talk to each other, mm-hmm. um, or just like that one weird new, or like there's that one newscaster who pronounces everything very solemnly mm-hmm. and whenever he needs to stall for time he'll just start talking like for example they um frankenstein kills the deacon which is like this religious religious figure yeah. who initiates the race yeah and then he's talking he's like the deacon is an ancient roman term derived from and then he gets handed a note he's like oh i just received the note <laughs> Uh, I'm sure that's I'm sure that's a spoof on a certain like a very specific broadcaster probably at the time. maybe like a Walter Cronkite or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but he but he there's just there's small stuff like that in the film that that uh, are just enjoyable. I think like the best way I think this movie would have benefited from just going like committing to full comedy slash violence kind of mm-hmm. deal. Um, and it, it does that pretty well. Maybe it's just me that's hoping for it to be a little bit more thoughtful. Yeah, it needs to commit to a few areas a little harder. And 
also needed a bit of a bigger budget, I assume. Yeah. Um, one thing with old car movies with cars is they don't go that fast. And one thing that they had to do was crank the footage. They had to speed yeah. it up. And in this movie, sometimes they did it well. Sometimes I'm like, wow, that is very cranked footage. Yeah. And that's what brings me out. Uh, that that was kind of annoying, but they did it well some parts. One thing that I really liked was this weird subplot where there's these group of dedicated female fans to Frankenstein, and they have this club, and, like, one lucky winner gets to, like, uh, give herself up to him. To get for points. For points. I think that was cool because that's just a cult of personality thing. No, I'm just kidding. That's cult a, of personality. There we go. Uh, that's just, you know, like good cult um, world building. I like yeah, that. Like there's small portions like that that just pop in and out of the film that I guess I just wish there were more of or I guess that I wish were expanded upon more. I actually like Frankenstein's meeting with the lady initially it's like you're gonna just let me have sex with you he's like, yeah he's like is that what you want and she's like no i just want to we love you frankenstein actually that's a decent moment when he meets her um at the banquet hall somewhere because you kind of get a look into like not just the not just frankenstein in the thing because you kind of you have him understand and that kind of that scene kind of humanizes him in the sense that he just talks to somebody who adores him for reasons that he doesn't seem to understand, mm-hmm. and it kind of confuses him. And also just the idea of this America that's captivated by violence and this death race for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, enjoyable aspects here and there. One thing that also kind of annoyed me was sometimes the cars would just. Bl- lightly blow people and they would die yeah and if that's supposed to be like a joke i feel like they would have to hit them even less or hit them even like slower yeah for it to be like really funny i don't think that was an intentional comedy yeah I think that was just like they're dead yeah like and that's a thing so that kind of like annoyed me if that was supposed to, if they did it like a comedy way that would be funny but it's just like cars will just like kind of hit people and then they'll like fly up and then they're dead yeah and actually one of the best bits of this movie is just like you'll it, when when usually when somebody dies there's like a joke there's like yeah. a joke set up and the punchline is always just this person gets killed mm-hmm. like there's these three guys that pop out of a manhole and they're and they're waiting <laughs> for the racers and then two of them pop in and they don't let the third guy in so the third guy gets run over and then they peek out from the manhole like the ninja turtles and they're like ha 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 and then Joe Viterra comes and splats them both, yeah. and their like arm flies off. That one's good. There's some good stuff like that. Actually, some of the effects in terms of gore and stuff are pretty good. Like you get them fast, so you get them for like a few frames. You get them fast. It. it feels it really feels like budget constraints in that yeah. because it's just like uh, he got stabbed. Okay, next scene. Like we can't afford to show him <laughs> being stabbed. The the at the end we find that. The a- Annie was that her name? Annie wants to kill the president, but we find that Frankenstein also wants he also wants to kill the president. That's been his main goal. Is he has this fake hand that's actually a bomb, and he's gonna go shake the president's hand and then and kill and kill both he, of them. That's why he wants to win. Yeah, um, and then at the end of the movie, they do this weird convoluted thing where Annie dresses up as Frankenstein and goes up to shake his hand and then annie's grandma or mom shoots her and then 
Frankenstein drives into the stand that he would just he would just he would just like slumping in his seat and nobody saw him in the car and then he just gets (laughs) up and starts driving and he hits the president's stand and he kills the president and nobody asks hey where's your navigator and or anything no it's just whatever it's like the it's like the beginning of Return of the Jedi. Like, why didn't you just drive into the stand without her dressing up <laughs> as as you? We that was silly. The diversion. I think I <laughs> like that's a diver- that's shitty writing because that's just like diverting the audience. Only the audience yeah, would care about that. But it doesn't make sense in the world. Like yeah. uh, Benedict Cum- Cucumberfield saying, "I am Khan." Like, okay. okay. Cool, man. What does that mean? It's like yeah. a dude came up to you and said, "I am Jeffrey." Good, good, nice, nice man. Good, good, classic name. Um, and yeah, and then at the end of the film, which is another portion, I'm kind of mixed on it because like it's almost so rushed that it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. He kills the president, and then boom, he's the president. Boom, they get like this is seriously done at the last five to four minutes of the film. Yeah, he kills the president. Boom. They he cuts them walking him and Annie walking in a chapel. Boom, they're married. Boom, he's the president. Boom, he's abolishing the race and yeah. reforming all of America. He's making Thomasina Payne this terrorist, um, like head secretary of defense. Yeah. Um, and it's like a it's like a nice little like happy ending, I guess. Yeah. And they just wrap everything up very conveniently and neatly, and like it's all it's all. It's like a joke. It has to be like a, a partly a joke, like the way that this movie ends. And then, of course, like the the one overzealous news broadcaster. You gotta keep doing got, the race. You gotta keep doing the race. What about my job? Yeah. And then he just runs him over. Yeah. And it's a haha. Um, they missed a golden opportunity by having the film end there and then him going <laughs> 10 points. Yeah. Or something like that. They fucked up. It would have been funny if he was in his mask, in his, like, in wedding his, In his wedding gear, yeah. yeah. And he just has people think he's like that forever. Um, yeah, that would have been cool. I don't know. This is, this is honestly, like, one of the... I think one of the stranger films that we've reviewed mm-hmm. um, on Cop. Because, I mean, you have movies like Mommy Dearest that are weird, but they're just weird because they're just really incompetently made, right? Or, like, something like Samurai Cop. yeah. This is kind of like in a league of its own because it's it's got so many ele- it's got so many elements coming together in conflict. It there's just stuff that is like half baked. Mm-hmm. Tonally, it's kind of a little bit all over the place sometimes. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you come out of this movie and I don't know, you don't regret having watched it, and yeah. it's pretty enjoyable. It's like it's fun. It's it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. A fun movie. But there are still like quite a few things that I could list off that I wish they did differently. Yeah. And I was watching this, and I said to myself, "Man, if they remade this movie, I didn't know that they did a remake." I said, "If they remade this movie, they probably would cut out all of the humor." They did. They did. They made a crappy Jason Statham movie where it's just like it's. Well, if you've seen any Jason Statham movie, you've seen them all. So he's just going. Yeah, and like I, I was like, there's gonna be no humor. It's gonna be very dark, yeah. like aesthetically. And they're just gonna, it, it's gonna be like uh, Death Proof without any of like the homage elements. It's just gonna be, I'm in a car and I'm killing. And like, there's probably gonna be some sexual assault aspect in the movie or something. Probably, yeah. And yeah, that's basically what I thought the movie was gonna be like. I'm gonna watch a remake and see how right I am. 
I'll watch a remake. I'll watch it with you. Okay. Uh, but we're not going to enjoy it, just so you know. And we're not finishing it. We're just going to watch it for a bit and dip. And the beginning and the end will be the important. The other stuff is, you know, could come and go. It's yeah. going to be Jason Statham looking serious driving on the road. I actually have no... Who is that? He's, uh, he's just bald English action man. What is he in? He's in Fast and Furious. He's in... What is that movie? Crank? Remember that movie where he's on drugs? Is the he whole time? in like the movie Dwayne the Rock Johnson that we were gonna go see? Yeah, he is. Oh, okay. He is Shaw okay. Hobbs okay. Shaw. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that movie's a piece of shit. Has he? He I've never seen him in a good movie. In is he in the Meg? Yep, he's in the Meg. That's all he does. That's all Jason Statham does. The move. Mo- so yeah, Death Race. Uh, the new one is gonna be like the Meg. So it's gonna. I want them to remake uh, Death Race a third time because I. I smell a good. I smell good cinema. It could be good. the The idea for this is great, and there's so many great elements. Um, will we get a Death Race reboot number three? If any film needs it, it's this one. Yeah, because this one was like, all right, pretty decent, but like you know, try again. And well, I just wish if they redid it, longer runtime to. Fl- I want them to keep sci fi elements, comedy. And flesh out the social commentary. Yeah. Maybe like a two hour long movie. It's This movie is usually compared to uh, Rollerball, which I think released in the same year. And it's basically the same idea, okay. which is like super violent sports that America cheers on mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I haven't seen Rollerball, but apparently it's pretty good. And there's like... This idea of, like, in the future, America does, makes bad thing legal. I mean, they do, the, they've pumped out, like, five The Purges. Okay. Yeah, uh, a little too many. Yeah. Maybe, maybe six or seven too many. I don't know if this was even, like, an original idea at the time of, in the future, the bad thing. I think it is. Well, like, dystopia is, is, is kind of explored. But, like, bad sports or whatever. Yeah, there's sports is, like, a especially... Uh, there's also Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger, where, like, you're, you're a prisoner and you just run. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you just die. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it, too. And this is a pretty decent concept. It's also just the... Inna- there's just the concept of self of, like, hitting people and just getting points. That's just funny. Yeah. They really... I really want to see this done well, but I don't want to throw too much shade on this movie because it is enjoyable and I would say it's worth the watch. Like, they could do it, like, over the top where they're, like, driving through houses yeah, and, like, like, blowing up buildings. Like, they got a rocket launcher on their car. So you'd be, like, twisted metal in real life. Yeah, You know? So. And, like, lots of, like, one-liners. Lots of one-liners. A movie like that needs, like, just camp. Like, the idea itself is just stupid. This movie needs the dread treatment. Yeah. Because, and it even has Stallone in the original movie. Yeah. We need the dread treatment on this because dread, like, kind of had the right idea where it's like, it's going to be, like, serious, but it's funny how serious it is. Yeah. Um, it has tons of one-liners. It's got hilarious, gruesome violence. Mm-hmm. Just get the guy who did dread to do this movie. Pretty much. That was a good movie. We should review dread, too. Probably counts. The original. The new one probably arguably counts more because that movie did not do well. Yeah, I remember maybe like seeing a trailer for that and I'm not a big comic book guy so I was like, is this a comic book thing? What is this? And And I mean, like, if you look at the trailers for Dread, like the 2012 one, I 
I watched it. I was like, this movie looks like shit and stupid. Is a trailer, or maybe I just saw a clip of the movie where some lady takes some drug. Yeah. Is that the trailer? Yeah. And then, like, he goes up a ton of flights of yeah. this building or something. That's yeah. a trailer? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I remember seeing that, and I was like, what in the hell is this? I didn't have Adblock at the time, so I had to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Back in 2012, you didn't have yeah. Adblock on your YouTube, so you yeah. had to watch the whole trailer. Yeah, that's rough, man. I'm sorry. Does YouTube still do that, where they'll have like minute long ads that you can't skip? I don't think so. But now they just have two ads that are like two. It's like five seconds each. I just get berated on my iPhone every time I go on YouTube. They ask me five times a day if I want to try YouTube Premium, and I say no, no thanks, thanks. every time. And they just—I don't know—they don't understand the concept of no. Susan Wojcicki, if you're listening, no means no, girl. Stop asking. Don't want YouTube Premium. Don't want YouTube Red. Nope. Is that still a thing? I just—I simply do not know. I simply do not know. Like the big one was PewDiePie on that, and then he got booted. I'm not paying to watch any YouTube. Yeah. Okay? Full stop. Yeah, I'm not giving you a cent. Google, Wojiki, whoever the hell runs YouTube, just don't. Yeah. Okay? Son. Just don't. And you know what? The best thing that YouTube has ever done is just the 20 people who get to watch movies on there before they get taken down by <laughs> Universal Lawyers or whoever the fuck. That's that's the greatest service YouTube has provided us with. When they put up, like, Yandi or something. I, I watch all of... This is not a joke. I watch all of Grown, Up 2, Grown Ups 2 on YouTube because I saw it in theaters. Yeah. Everyone laughed. I was, like, 13, okay? We saw it in theaters. I was like, this movie sucks. Um, a year later, I was like... Oh. Is that the one where the girl gets uh, drunk on chocolate? Yeah, that is chocolate wasted. Yes, that that's is a good. The, that's a good that is the Chocolate wasted. Where she says, "I'm chocolate wasted." Yeah, it was a pretty funny movie. <laughs> uh, uh, Adam Sandler gets peed on yeah. by a deer. Is that the one where the dude has like the eighteen pack of abs? I don't. Just please stop asking <laughs> me these questions, please. I don't want to go back. Do you want to go to bags? Yeah. How many bags are you giving this one? Six. Six bags? Yeah. I'm giving it three. Okay. Three bags out of five. The new four. Well, so you said four was the new three. No! Four was always, like, the staple. Nice, the three is nice a... try, nice try. This is a quote. <laughs> we'll go back in the archives and we'll see. Lucas said, haha, Matthew's going to give it three bags. The, no, the it Matthew was always four. Three bags, the Matthew Classic three bags. And then and then it was four. Now we'll see. You got it backwards, but that's fine. Uh, let the record show uh, and let the people decide. And they will do me right. So next week we have Go Pussycat, Go Kill Kill. Did I get that right? Almost. Faster Pussycat, uh, Kill okay. Kill. Okay. Uh, and then what's after that? What's your last? Is it that your last one? That... Well, that would have been my last one, but... We fucked up, right? Okay. <laughs> we okay. fucked up. So, like one more after the one more. Okay, what's next next week? After that, we're doing... Uh, we're going to finish off Matthew Month <laughs> with the Matthew Classic. It's going to be Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Not to be confused with Charlie and the Cha Chocolate Factory, which is shit. What's a book called? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I read the book when I was younger. Yeah. The only part that I remember vividly is at the end of the book, 
Charlie and him go into this like elevator that can just fly fucking anywhere. The Great Glass Elevator. There's a there's this that's what the sequel is called, Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. There's a sequel? To the book. Oh okay. not to the film. Okay. Yeah, we so do you wanna finish Willy Wonka tonight? Yeah, we could. Okay. Because we started it, and yeah. to the cop listeners, we didn't finish it. Yeah, yeah. We're we're at that. We're we're getting to the good stuff though. We're at the. We we just finished this stuff where Charlie has like four fake. Oh, I would just love a golden ticket, man. Just like, I, oh, I I I genuinely, and I'll say this interview. I genuinely enjoyed this part of the movie, but it was unnecessary to have three fake outs. Yes, you get three separate bars, and you have to fake it out three times. Two fake outs. Two fake at that most. It takes up like 30 minutes of the yes. film. This would have been like a good... They could have cut that to 20 minutes and yes. had more Gene Wilder in this movie. Yes. Uh, but I still think it's a great film. Like, the, like he gets the, tic- uh, the first chocolate for his birthday? Yeah. So and Grandpa then he buys Joe, another one? And then and Grandpa Joe gives it to him for his birthday. And then he Grandpa Joe gives him his tobacco money. Yeah. And then he... Uh, there's just too many times, man. That's just too much. Yeah, the the beginning of the movie upon rewatch gets a little stale, and I just kind of want to fast forward it to the good parts. I still, th- I still, I still think that stuff is good though, because I you gotta you know what, and it's funny that Charlie that Charlie focus portion of the film is like the portion that people don't want to see because mm-hmm. Roald Dahl was pissed at that movie because it didn't focus on Charlie enough. I don't know the how- director. No, the writer of the book. Oh, okay. Doll. Okay. Um, which makes me think, how many scenes does he want of us seeing Charlie be sad <laughs> and and poor oh, and, and I depressed? Love him. I want him more than anybody, Grandpa Joe. <laughs> and I'll give all my money away. I'm just so good. I'm so virtuous. He's such a good little. He's just a good. I'm little kick chap. his ass. He's a good kid, man. He doesn't need that. I want to kick his ass for real. Stu's gonna have a hard time running the chocolate factory, though. I don't know. I don't know what Wonka was thinking there. This kid's like seven. He's no shit. He's got a scam. He's got a con artist grandpa. I don't know. You know the the dude who plays the all the Oompa Loompas in the Tim Burton one? His name's Deep Roy. Um, and he plays Yoda in The Empire Strikes Back. I thought Frank Oz is Yoda. Yeah, but there are a few sh- scenes where it's a dude in a costume, which is pretty amazing that they swapped between a guy and, and a puppet. Um, it's like the scene where he's like standing on the river and moves like the X-Wing. Yeah. I think that scene is him. Um, um, but yeah, Deep Roy, he played uh, Yoda and the Oompa Loompa. In the, term, in the Tim Burton one. Yeah. Um... Yeah, if you're listening on umfm.com, boom, boom, we're on Spotify, boom, as well as Apple Podcasts. Hit him. We have an Instagram. Oh yeah, Cop Podcast. Matthew is doing the posts um, this month. It's his turn to pick up the slack. Um, we'll see if he's. We'll be back for future episodes, and because well, he forgot the hashtags. Okay, forgot the hashtags. Sorry, you guys, I forgot them. <laughs> That's how we get like random movie pages that give us yeah. likes. Like it's cra- like we honestly have nothing special to add to the <laughs> movie podcast world. Dude, don't tell them that. I'm telling them that. Um if you listen, thank you. But like yeah, we'll just get so many random pod movie podcasts. We'll just like our posts. And hey to that guy on with the show on beat or whatever the <laughs> hell that was. We're 
Luke didn't mean what he said. We're open to a collaboration. Do you remember the email I showed you months ago? This guy who was like, hey, I saw that you're in the top 200 podcasts in Canada. I don't even know if that's true because let me tell you, Apple Podcasts, they're... Don't say anything that could ruin us. Tim Apple is going to ban us. Tim Apple, if you're listening, your analytics page sucks. It doesn't fucking work. I'll do it lot real time. Here we no. go. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, podcast analytics. Here we go. Let's go. It's loading. It's loading. It's got a nice purple. Let's log in. It's got a nice look on it. Mm-hmm. It has a nice look. Not enough data. There's not enough data for the show yet. Okay. Thanks. Trends? Trends, no data available. (laughs) Episodes, it doesn't even say the duration. Uh, 30 minutes, apparently, is... That's wrong. (laughs) For all of those, actually. (laughs) They gotta gotta pick up the slack, I won't lie. This isn't... That's not a good look for them. But, um, this is the beta. Submit your feedback. All right, let's do it in real time. No. Wait, wait. Uh, wait, wait. Select a topic. Fucking everything, man. My uh, issue is not... Uh, everything. The app fucking sucks, man. Yo, upload a, upload a file. Picture, PNG. All right. Let's do this Death Grips uh, shirt. Uh, with the Seinfeld cast on it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, there we go. Thank you. No, now they won't take us seriously. <laughs> we demand to be taken seriously, by the way. We demanded. Oh, my God. Like, this thing sucks. Anyways, um... We also have to finish the cage. We have to finish the cage. Is that going to be a review? The cage? Can we do that? Let's do that. We're going to review the cage? Yeah. I mean, it's an hour and a half. It's like an hour. It's Matthew. Okay, honey. Here, let's go to Netflix. The first episode of Next Gen is like a movie. It's like an hour and a half. That's fine, because movies do that sometimes, like just to get stuff started. They used to do that all the time for cartoons. Did they? Jimmy Neutron movie. That was just like the first episode. Um, What else was there? I don't know. I... 63 minutes for this one. We have the extended cut. It's over an hour. It's a movie. We're doing the cage. T- TBD. No, no promises. You know, uh, I, I, Pike in this, he's he's no Kirk. Yeah, uh, that's very true. Uh, I was I was going to say some other Star Trek thing, but it's gone now. <laughs> All right, good. Spirits, we they're got, gone. Spirits, they vanished. We, we got plenty of Star Trek things to touch on in the next 500 episodes, so it's okay. You can save it for next time, buddy. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. This may be a hot take. I care more about what uh, Nimoy had to say than Roddenberry. Um, that's a hot take and also wrong. Because About Star Trek, you mean? Yeah. He just... You know, Leonard's just... This is Roddenberry's world. Nimoy's just living in there, man. <laughs> like, what you talking? Um, specifically for the movies, I cared more about what uh, Nimoy well, had to say. Roddenberry didn't, like... He didn't write or produce... He was executive producer. Yeah. He so got he... kicked upstairs, as Billiam said. So he didn't even have much involved there. So. Well, he did. He dicked out... I won't... I'll tell you what he messed up after you've seen the movies. That is sweet. A friend of mine, when I was younger, he had a life-size cardboard cutout of Han Solo in his basement. 
and we would sleep over there, and we would just wake up and see Han Solo towering <laughs> over us. Sure, that's a really comfort him through lonely bachelor nights. Yeah. yeah, it was really, it was really nice. Um, if you guys have the free Han Solo Mud Trooper minifigure, please send it in to the University of Manitoba. It was is it was an offer valid from October first to October fourteenth of twenty eighteen. Or while supplies lasted. With any Lego Star Wars purchase over $35, you received a free Han Solo Mud Trooper. Um, we are on the lookout for this coveted item. Um, and any leads or anybody willing to part ways with one of these, please contact us. Or a Kessel Mine worker. We have been gifted a very generous portion of the um, student union budget for this project. Um <laughs> There was a gold-plated C-3PO minifigure, and I wanted it so bad as a kid. Like like actual gold? Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, it was this dude. Looking shiny and chrome. This guy. Um, there are five of these ones. These were like full gold. These were just like plated or whatever. But I wanted it so bad. These are the droids you're looking for. There was that. There was like a chrome silver Darth Vader and like a chrome silver Stormtrooper. I want an obsidian black Darth Vader Lego minifigure now. Like Vanta black? Va I want a Vanta black Darth Vader minifigure. I want to stare into the heart of darkness. Apparently that shit is like super toxic. Like the material? Yeah. Like the be around? Yeah. I think. Like when they're applying it or something like that. I think I read something about that. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, uh, I can imagine. And they want to make a car with that, and I'm sure that got shut down real quick. Yeah, really. Because at night, you really would. Not a good idea whatsoever. Not really good. Not a good move. No, I'm sure that's not. Was Elon? Was Elon behind that one? Is this even real, or did I get trolled? And those would be They might they might have just made this as like a demo thing, not for anything to actually be taken out on the road. Yeah, man, it's like illegal to have lights under your car. I'm sure you can't have this. Illegal to have lights under your car? Yep. I, I hear at least like those little lights to just put under your car. Those are illegal. It's fucked up. And why? Like, I more visibility of your car. I'm pretty sure, like, even having lights in your car, like additional, like. LEDs and stuff might be? I don't know. Well, my dad told me that you can't have the, the light, light on yeah. in the car, so I can't read my book or play my Game Boy, damn it. You also can lean back in your chair in school because the, teacher, the teachers all knew a kid who leaned back and cracked his head open. Uh, yeah, you know what, guys? Tell us what reason your teachers gave us for not allowing hats in school because I asked a few teachers over the course of my schooling, and I got a bunch of different answers. Number one, someone said it was a religious thing. Someone said it's... <laughs> Someone said it was just disrespectful. I heard that so many times. What is the disrespect of it? Like, the school is not a holy institution. It's just a place where we go because we have to, to get yes. educated, and then we go home. And it's, I, it is by law that we have to go. I don't know if it's disrespectful to have a hat on when there's kids that have sweaters that say, like, make me a sandwich <laughs> in school. I just, just a little confused there. 
And riddle, riddle me that one, Board of Education. Like, the teachers will turn a blind eye to homophobia, racism, bullying. Just don't worry about that stuff you can't get rid of. Uh, I won't say his name, but there was a kid who was very large in our grade who had maybe autism. Yeah. Do you know who I'm talking yeah. about? Uh, people would make fun of that dude all the fucking time. Um, people turn a blind eye to that. But if someone had a, if a guy had a muscle shirt on, ooh, you better go change, Put mister. Put those guns away. I once wore a muscle shirt to school. I think one of the female teachers got mad at me and I said, look at me, okay? I don't have muscle mass. Nobody's looking at me <laughs> and getting hot and heavy. What is the issue? Ah, uh, getting horny. <laughs> I'm getting horny at school. Yeah, there was a there was a kid in our grade who had autism that everyone would make fun of, and there was another kid two grades under us. There's there's four there's twenty four of those kids in every school. Yeah, and like every, everybody like laughs with them, but they're just uh, laughing at them, and nobody and nobody seems to care about that. So, hey, uh, if you're uh, listening to Cop and you're in high school right now, hey, this is an eighteen plus podcast get out of there i'm not giving you any advice <laughs> I'm you, stick, to watch. you stick out you stick it out on your own buddy like the rest of us and uh last thing about autism i was watch i've been watching this like 40 plus part documentary on chris chan you know chris chan yeah, yeah i know chris chan sonichu yeah i and like every episode is like 40 minutes i'm on like episode 10 i think um and like it's just kind of sad they're just, like, making fun of this guy with autism. I don't really know what the joke is. It's just... Yeah. Uh, like, he borderline has Asperger's, and, like, people are just, like, laughing at him. Like, some stuff that he says is just, like, funny. Like, he'll just say, like, really crude things. Or just, like, really socially incompetent things because he has autism. Yeah. But, like, people who are making fun of him, like, you have nothing better to do than make fun of someone who's, like, mentally 11 years old. I mean... Who's also horny. Like, ugh. Come on. Hey, you know how it'd be. But now she... Uh, now Chris Chan is a, is a woman, so she's found a... Because, like, watching this documentary, it's obviously that she had some sort of identity Judging issue. dysphoria? Yeah. Because she would say stuff like... She was just, like, very put off by guys and, like, always wanted to be friends with girls. Anyways, this is a weird end to the show. Uh, do you have anything better to end the show on? Uh, yeah. Hashtag Kanye for President 2020. We at Cult of Personality will fully endorse Kanye West as <laughs> a presidential candidate. Um, Kim, if you're listening, give him his medicine, please. Given the alternatives, guys. Kanye's so bad. Rapist one or rapist two? Yeah. I Joe War Production Kanye. Board Biden or Joe Biden does not care about black people. Okay. Donald Trump does not care about black people. Just like George Bush did not care about black people. I was reading like past doings of Biden in the White House. There's one thing that he okayed. I forget what it was called. But there would be harsher sentencing for people who possessed um, crystal cocaine than those who can who would own powdered co cocaine. Guess who owned the crystal cocaine the most? Black people. 
And oh they, yeah, they freebase in it. Yeah, and yeah. they they would receive harsher sentences. There was a lot of like weaselly legislation that he okayed that like on face value you think okay that's fine, but if you think about it, actually it was just fuck black people. Super predators, man. We gotta take them down. <laughs> Matt said it best when he said that Joe Biden definitely had a dementia episode in the White House and thought uh, Obama was... was was the House Negro, <laughs> and uh, they probably had to keep that one quiet. And they had to they had to say, "Oh yeah, Obama, just let it go." Okay. Barack, you're better than this. But at least Biden would make people wear masks, uh, unlike Trump. And if I'm sorry to if we have any American listeners. Uh, you guys are living in a third world country. I hate to tell you this, man. Damn, you guys, you guys got you got me fucked up over here. You, just good luck, man. I don't know what to say. You guys have like Operation Paperclip or Project Paperclip, whatever it was. You guys have MK Ultra. You guys have your fucking COVID cases going up, up by the tens of thousands. Ten thousand. There was in Florida the other day. There was like ten thousand new cases in one day. These guys are living in hell. We haven't had a new case this month. Yeah, we haven't had a new case this month. We're chilling. Jared, open, open up this. Open up the studio. Open <laughs> up the studio. Open up the studio. Everybody, open up the studio. Open it up, damn it. I don't want to record from home anymore. I want to go into that hot room. It's it's hot as hell in this room. It's way hotter in the other room. Uh, that's debatable. We have good mics. Good mics. We there. can actually play clips and stuff. You can play clips. Uh, it's just it's just a nicer feel. But uh, this this is a suitable alternative for the time being until we don't know when. What are we watching next week? Faster, go, Pussycat. go, 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 Power Rangers! Yeah. Will that be a good one? Faster, uh, Jersey. Should I read the comic first? No. Okay. Jury's out. Go in clean. Okay. And uh, we'll see how that one goes. Um, this was a good movie. That well, and I, actually, I, I honestly, I cannot with full confidence say this is a good movie. I like this movie, Death Race Two Thousand. I like it too. And that's all. I'm sure some people would watch it and be like, "This movie sucks." Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're gonna end the show with Ebert's score for Death Race. Go find it. All right. Zero stars. Wait, what? Oh, uh, Ebert never reviewed this film. Oh. Uh, so he... Too busy eating cheeseburgers that day. Hey, come on, man. Okay. Let's see what he gave the new one. Okay. All right. And half a star. Hitchcock quote. Hitchcock's... <laughs> Not even going to read the quote. All right. That's the end of the show. <laughs> All right, see you later. I'll well, see you guys next week. Uh, kill, kill. Faster, pussycat. Let's go. Go, go, go.